You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm Karen Parkinson. And I'm Megan Winter. It takes more than a great product, a pretty website, and some social media to have a successful online store. But you've probably already figured that out. So after a decade each in the industry, we thought it was about time we shared our knowledge, experience, and wisdom with you so you can sell more on your online store. In today's episode, we share our three-tier content formula that gets amazing results for our clients and our students and helps them sell more on their online store. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's dive in. Having content that is unique, magnetic, and engaging is critical to having a successful online store. But knowing exactly what content to produce can be tricky. So we're going to share with you our three-tier content formula that we use to grow our clients and students' online stores. So our content formula essentially consists of three tiers. Now these three tiers are discover, dream, and do. Each tier has a different type of content that kind of lives inside that tier. Each tier inspires your audience in different ways and each tier has a different job to do. So it may seem really simple, discover, dream, do, but this... sounds cool, the 3Ds. (laughs) The 3Ds. Um, But this formula is something that we have essentially worked on for, I guess, collectively a decade, each in our e-commerce careers and brought this together to be something that is super simple yet super powerful. So even though it sounds really simple, don't dismiss it. We really recommend that you listen closely, get your notepad and pen out and implement this into your online store. Unless you're driving. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So let's take a look at the first one, discover. So discover, this is where your potential customers discover your brand for the first time. So they go from not knowing that you exist to discovering some of your content. So you'll also discover who your audience is in this tier as they engage or interact with your content. So discover content, we really want things that are going to inspire your audience to connect with your brand and you want it to introduce and make a connection between you and your audience. It's also the top of the funnel. So when we talk about Facebook ad funnels and marketing funnels, this is at the very top. So it's the very first sort of interaction with your brand and it should make up approximately 40% of all of your content. So when we're talking about discover type pieces of content, what we're talking about here are things that are going to, as Karen said, help people connect with your brand and your values. So you want to share your brand story and this will include pieces of content that share your why, your values, really get people to know the people behind your brand. You can create and share pieces of content that are more problem solution focused. So you're talking about the problem that exists that your brand or your product is there to solve. So we'll go through and give you some examples of these. But the other type of content that you can have in this Discover tier is just really engaging, shareable, relatable videos or maybe memes, tips or questions that really just encourage and entice people to engage and interact with that content. Now, these don't have to be brand focused at all when we're talking about being engaging or shareable or relatable. All they have to do is be 
relatable to your audience. So you're not going to go out there and say, comment to win an iPad because you're going to get every man and his dog commenting on that. And that is not going to help you discover who your audience is. It's more pieces of content that only your audience are going to engage with. So it's really important, I guess, here that they know exactly who that audience is. So make sure that you have listened to our episode all about audience. And if you've nailed your customer avatar and who it is that you're targeting, you want to kind of write down all the other interests that they might have and what kind of meme might relate to them or what kind of video. So for instance, if you're selling baby products, your target market might be new parents you want to come up with some content that's going to be relatable or interesting to them. So if you put up something about, you know, how to tell if your child's teething, that's not going to be relatable to someone who's not a parent and they're just going to scroll on past. But if I am a new parent and I've seen my kid drooling and that's one of the things you've listed, that's really going to catch my eye and I'm going to start sort of connecting with that piece of content. And that's where you know that you've discovered the right sort of audience. Yeah. So if we're talking again, just about those discover type pieces of content, going back to sharing your brand story. This is where you can really share pieces of content that show how you like design the product, like the behind the scenes of your HQ, you know, you and your team and your values and what you stand for. So that's kind of what we're talking about there. When we're saying you're showing your brand story. You're not necessarily saying, Hey, here's my product and here's what it does. It's more, Hey, here's our brand and who we are. Brand that we're working with at the moment is Magpie Goose. And they are an incredible brand that license artwork from different Indigenous artists around Australia. And their sort of discover content, they've got some really cool videos talking to the artists about why they drew certain things on their artwork. So it goes back to like one of them is a really bright, colourful fruit pattern that's on one of their new collections. And it's interviewing the lady who drew that and she talks about all the different fruit that they originally used to grow in that area. And you sort of get to hear the story behind the product, but they don't mention the product at all. So they're not going, hey, come buy our t-shirt or come buy our, you know, our clothing. It's all just about the artist and just about their story. And then if somebody interacts with that piece of content, that's where we can go into the next piece, which is our dream. And this is where people start to imagine themselves with your product in their lives. So they're dreaming about owning it. So this kind of content, we want it to inspire your audience to imagine themselves with it. And it's your job really to strengthen that connection and create the desirability between you and your audience. So this is the middle of funnel if we're talking our ad funnel or our e-commerce funnel. So this should make up approximately 40% of your content mix. Yeah. So if we're looking at the dream type content, and as we said, its job is to strengthen the connection and create that desirability. So essentially you're wanting people to imagine themselves with your product and to really start dreaming about them having your product in their life. So the types of content that we start to introduce in the dream tier is pieces of content that show your product in use in real life. So this might be something if you're selling a picnic rug or a picnic basket, you're showing me that picnic rug laid out on a beautiful mountain top with some cheese and wine. And, you know, you're really starting to help me imagine. I'm picturing sound of music, like <laughs> yeah. holding hands and singing in the grass paddock. <laughs> You're helping me imagine what my life could be like with your 
product. I'm starting to dream about that. So you could also spotlight your product features, advantages, and benefits. So this is a really important one to not just tell me the features. A lot of people will say, hey, I sell uh, moisture wicking fabric uh, workout tights, but that doesn't actually mean anything. That's just a feature. Moisture wicking is just a feature. What is important is the advantage and the benefit of having that moisture wicking fabric. So instead of just saying we sell workout tights that have moisture wicking fabric, what you want to say is we sell workout tights with moisture wicking fabric so you don't get a sweat rash when you work out because the moisture evaporates instantly or whatever. So when you're starting to bring in the dream type pieces of content, you also want to start to build trust through what you're putting in your content. So this is things like reviews, user-generated content, so content that your users or your customers have created for you. This is where you can also share some before and afters and also some behind the scenes of, you know, what it's going to look like when your customer has placed an order and you are then packing their order up for them or you're like showing what it's going to look like when it arrives. So you're showing things like unboxing pieces of content. And as Karen said, you know, this is the middle of funnel type content. So they've already kind of connected with the brand. Now you're really wanting them to connect with their product and to start imagining what their life could be like after they've made that purchase. And it's a really good opportunity for you to portray your brand as it is. So if you're a small business and it's you packing that order, you know, people quite often try and make themselves look bigger than they are. You know, they have an email for everything, support at and admin at and accounts at, and maybe it's all one person. So we're always trying to make ourselves look bigger. But if I'm trying to decide to buy like a piece of clothing, I'd much rather support a small business than, you know, go and buy it from a big department store. So don't be afraid to put yourself in this content. When Megan's talking about the behind the scenes, it's a really great for you to go, hey, this is my living room where at the moment we can't sit on the couch because there's orders everywhere. Uh, when you order from us, you know, we're going to take it from this pile here in the garage and I'm going to wrap it up with so much care and love and I'm going to send it out to you. And, you know, you're going to help put my kids through school. <laughs> I think that sort of content, you know, you can really paint that picture. And if you don't want to show people your messy lounge room, that's fine. But think of a way that you can bring in your personality and really showcase that it is a small family business. And people love that. So don't be afraid to show off that kind of thing, especially in your dream content, because people are starting to get an idea of, you know, what it's going to feel like when they purchase from you. And people love to support other people. I think that's a really good point too, about not trying to seem like a huge company. Like a lot of people will look to brands that they aspire to be like, and then actually try and copy their content strategy. And what's really interesting about this is that often the people who are leading the content strategies within those big brands aren't actually like they might've done a marketing degree like 15 years ago, and they don't actually understand what is working in the current landscape. And so when they have this huge advertising budget, they're not necessarily worried so much about making every single piece of content 
do its job. So whether it be discover the brand, dream about the product, like it's not. They've got enough money just to flash it everywhere. When you've got a small business, every little piece of everything, every single touch point is really important. So don't try and replicate what you're seeing on those big brands because sometimes they're not even testing and measuring it. And in my consulting days, when I did work with some huge brands, you would be amazed at, you know, the kind of milestones that they wanted to hit. Sometimes, you know, you'd go in and talk to the marketing manager and you'd say, okay, what's our milestone here? What kind of return on ad spend are we wanting to get or what kind of, you know, sales are we wanting to make? And they'd say, oh no, I just need 50,000 likes on the Facebook page because then I get my end of year bonus. Yeah, And you're like, okay, that's not connecting with the, we could easily go and get, you know, you could easily just go and buy 50,000 likes. Not that you would, but it's having been in some of these big brands I am here to tell you that it's not, (laughs) sometimes it's not all best practice. The other thing about that dream content, as Karen mentioned, you know, you, you really want to show who you are. We kind of mentioned the user generated content, but this is a big one. Don't be afraid to put the user generated content. So posts or photos that your customers have sent in to you put them on your Instagram feed. They might not look super shiny and produced like they would if they came from your photo studio or whatever you've got set up, but that shows other people that real people have purchased your products. They love them. They love them enough to then send you a photo and then you love your customers enough to share those photos That last bit's really important, I think, because that really builds a connection. I bought a matching jumper and baby suit, like onesie for my baby from one of our students, Burbridge and Burke, and I put it up on Instagram and tagged them. And then I saw later that day that they had shared that as their story for the day. And it just gives you this little buzz like, oh, wow, you know, that company cared enough to one, see my photo, but then to share it as well. So you can really make someone's day doing that sort of thing. And that way you're going to stay top of mind when they think about sort of buying next time. And that's what our third piece of content here is all about, is getting people to take action. It's called do because we want them to do something. And that thing that we want them to do is generally to check out on our website. So the do content is all about inspiring your audience to take action. We want to get them to make a purchase and it's the bottom of our funnel. So this is probably the smallest amount of people, but the most important ones. And we want them to make this content to make up around 20% of your content mix. And you'll notice for a lot of those bigger brands that we talked about, it will make up around 95% of their content, but they're not using this kind of strategy. So when you do sit down and put together your content strategy and you're looking at your 40% discover, 40% dream, 20% do, one of the biggest things that you also need to do is put the blinkers on and not looking at those people that are working with totally different budgets or totally different kinds of strategies. As a smaller e-commerce store, you're really about building that connection with your customers and real relationships and getting them to want to come back and buy again and again and again. And as small, I would say anything under like two to five million. Yeah, not just your mum and dad business that might be selling for a hobby, but small as in they don't have millions of dollars to just splash out on all of their Facebook ads and, you know, be running do content all the time, but no one really cares because they know the brand already. We have to work that little bit harder to get people to know us. 
and people buy from people. So we like to actually put that personality through our content. So this is a small part of your content and shouldn't take over more than 20%, even though it can be really tempting to always be spouting your products. (laughs) Yes. So in the do tier content, what we're looking for are call to actions. So actually telling people, hey, you can come and buy my product. Oftentimes we will see people just saying, come buy my product, come buy my product. But then on the other hand, if you actually don't tell people to come buy your product, you're kind of like going to just be left in the friend zone and people won't ever come and purchase from you. So you actually do need to tell them to come and take an action. So a call to action in your content. This is where you can also feature dynamic retargeting. So, you know, when you're looking on Facebook and you're looking at a specific pair of pink socks and then you're scrolling through Facebook so, sorry, you're, you're looking on a website for at a specific pair of pink socks and then you're scrolling on Facebook later that night and all of a sudden you see an ad for those exact pink socks that you were looking at. That is, that's the I universe. to buy those socks. <laughs> that's the universe telling you that you definitely need those pink socks or maybe it's just some dynamic retargeting. So you want to include that in your mix and also here, this you can include some incentives to purchase. So, you know, we don't actually recommend putting incentives to purchase such as like percentages off or dollar amounts off in your organic content. Save that for your paid media. Often people will just need a reminder that you're actually, you know, there and that you're selling these products or that these products are back in stock or these products are now on pre-order or these are low in stock and come and purchase. You don't have to just say, buy, buy, buy. The call to action can be, hey, we're running low on this item. Get in quick before you miss out, that kind of thing. So important to make it easy for people. I think it's one of two things. We either find that our students always using do content and there's no mix of anything else, or as Megan said, they're completely forgetting to ask for the sale and they're putting out all this amazing dream and discover content, but they're actually never asking people to take that action. But sometimes when they do, I saw a post the other day and they were like, oh, you know, we're finally releasing our product. Here it is. You can buy it now. And I was like, awesome. And there was no links. And I couldn't find where to get it from. So then I had to go and like, and most people won't bother, but I went, I was interested. I went to their Facebook page and then I found the website and then I like couldn't find my way to that product. And I was thinking, if you are going to give them call to action, make it so easy, like put a link there so I can actually go through and purchase as well. Yeah, least amount of steps possible for people is what you want in your call to actions. So once you've kind of mapped out what your discover, dream, do content is, You then want to use this essentially just exactly like that 40% discover, 40% dream, 20% do just spread out evenly in your organic content. And then you can be a little bit more strategic in your paid media. Yeah. So your paid media, we break down the ad funnels and I believe we've got an episode coming up all about that, but you can still run these types of content, but we just set them up a little bit differently so that we're always delivering the right message at the right time to the right person. So stay tuned for an upcoming episode about that. And we'll explain our Facebook ad funnel in more detail. If you're looking to sell more on your online store, you might like to check out Ecom Igniter, our online training program. Find out more at ecomigniter.com. And be sure to join the waitlist to access our special early bird offer.